Hey everybody, welcome to The Fin Factor. I'm Paul. I'm Aaron. This is episode one number 195, and hopefully you didn't hear the plane overhead, but if you did, sorry. <laughs> uh, regardless, Aaron, um, you know, when we go into this week of hockey, uh, yesterday, or I'm sorry, yesterday, last episode, uh, we, we talked about what the expectations were for the <laughs> Sharks, and you were fairly optimistic. You thought they were going to pull three points out of uh, the three games somehow, some way. Uh, maybe uh, a little uh, recklessly optimistic there, but I was a little more cautious. I didn't even think we were going to get any points, but I did say, you know, maybe we'll get one, right? I was trying to match yeah. enthusiasm there. Uh, obviously, a mistake on my part. Uh, <laughs> the Sharks only go uh, with, with zero points on the week, which yet is again. kind of expected. Yet yeah, right. yet, yet again. <laughs> Just adding up the L's all season long. Uh, to, their, to their credit, they started off hot. I thought the first period in L.A., they looked good. They looked like uh, a team that had been on a losing streak and the coach had been yelling at them enough that they, you know, would fix their kind of mistakes that were going on, which they did. They looked great in the first period. I yeah. thought they kind of gave it to the Kings a little bit. In fact, uh, Kevin Fiala got benched in the first period by L.A., one of their top players, um, because he was playing so poorly because the Sharks were on top of their game. See, that makes me happy. Right. Hearing that. It started off great. It's the little things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but the Sharks, they, they do great job in the first period, as Aaron said. They outscored them uh, one nothing. Mm-hmm. They outshot them 8-4 to four in the first. They outchanced them 9-2 to two in the first. Unheard of. It's <laughs> They look like, you know, they belonged right. for, for just, just a brief moment. Right? right. 20 minutes, they belonged in the NHL. And then uh, the second period happened, uh, which actually... Yeah, all things considered, and you look at the advanced stats, they weren't completely blown away, but you get three of them scored on you in that period out of the five. They, so they absolutely the Kings absolutely dominated yeah. that that from after the first period. Second, third period, they just they turned it on. They said, Okay, it's time. It's time to uh to put these sharks away and, and not be embarrassed, not to be added to the list of the short list of teams that the Sharks have beaten. So they uh, they be, they came out and, and uh, yeah, scored three unanswered and then two more in the third. Just oh, brutal, brutal game. But looking at that that first period again, we're trying to look at the, the bright side of things here. Um, the, the pick that Zetterlin had, um, I think it was Fiala, was the, yeah. and that's probably why he got benched, yes. was he was cutting across the blue line. He did his little cutesy drop pass. Uh, to whoever it was that was on the blue line, supposed to be bringing the puck in. Uh, unfortunately, did not see Zetterlin there. Fortunately for the Sharks, Zetterlin grabs the puck, takes off. Nice little move comes from uh, from I believe from right, going towards the left, and then shoots it back towards the right, mm-hmm. and just uh, just beats the goalie uh, with a very clean, very nice shot. And again, uh, a, a good way to cap off that first period, uh, getting out of there with a one nothing lead and leading in most categories. Uh, the other thing is the Sharks, I don't know about this game specifically, but I think in general, the Sharks have been doing very good on faceoffs as well, which is also kind of interesting uh, that the team has been as bad as they have been, yet they start the the the, the draw with the puck or they start the play with the puck uh, more often than not. <laughs> it's kind of sad, isn't it? Like the results should be better right. since they're controlling the play. In fact, uh, last week, David Quinn got really angry at a goal that was scored against because the Sharks had won the faceoff in their defensive zone. Gave it away and ended up in the back of the net. And that was one thing that he specifically called out saying that should not happen. You win the faceoff in your own zone. You get the puck out. You are in control. And that shouldn't happen. So, uh, yeah, it still happens. They they win faceoffs and they just still can't put it all together. It's coming. 
it's slowly coming. So the the Kings end up uh, winning the second period, and winning the game, but they really didn't just uh, dominate. Uh, it was it was a massacre in the mm-hmm. third period uh, by the advanced stats. And we take a look at some of the the other numbers here. They outshot the the Sharks by uh, thirteen to four. Um, it was just again they completely dominated on the shot clock there in, in terms of possession, scoring chances for seventeen to one, and high danger chances <laughs> eight. Zero. I think in the first period, the Sharks actually had them 3-0 in terms of high danger chances. Uh, but in that third, it was just all Kings all the time. Uh, the Sharks were pretty much watching the game. So, uh, again, they started off okay, <laughs> and it just kind of nosedived. They took their foot off the yeah. gas. That's, that was the problem. They they were like, oh, this is, this is unusual territory for us, going up a goal and at the end of the period, not down a goal, and then didn't know what to do with it and gave it away. Kind of the story of uh, most of the games this season. You know, you, you take a look at, again, there are times when the Sharks are just not the better team. And, I, you know, I get it, right? You just get me flat out beat. Uh, but there are other times where we've talked about them being the team that will keep coming after you. They won't give up. Uh, this just not one of those games apparently <laughs> we look at again consistency is one of the main things at the nhl level that you know you're looking for out of any player individual right mm-hmm. uh if he could be a consistent uh goal scorer a consistent and well that that's what what keeps you in the league uh is doing the thing that you do well uh all the time right uh unfortunately the thing that makes a team consistent is everybody playing the same way and it just wasn't the case against the kings again all falls apart in that third period and uh, even before that, when they got three goals scored on, I think that uh, that might have been the dagger there. So in any case, uh, moving on from the Kings game, this is one that you thought because they were 27th in the league that the Sharks might actually have an opportunity, I think, to pick up a win here. It's, it's funny because we'll go back and we'll revisit this. But uh, what Aaron had thought was the Kings game would be a close game. The Edmonton game would be a win. And the Colorado game would be a blowout. Yeah. And that's where you're getting the three points from. One from the Kings, uh, two from Edmonton, and zero from Colorado. Uh, it was completely backwards. And we'll get to the Colorado game. But that was completely backwards in this one. Uh, five nothing. Edmonton uh, absolutely destroys the Sharks. I mean, you had Magnus Krona getting his first start, though. Yeah, Magnus Krona. Uh, first of all, Blackwood got sick. Yeah, uh, I think he, had a, he said there was three days where he was just... He had a fever. He was uh, the chills, everything, just really bad, really bad sickness. That that's been going around too. Mm. Um, so they had to kind of emergency call Corona, not emergency call, but they had to call him up from uh, from the Barracuda. And Kakinen had just played the night before. That's the other part. It was kind yeah. of a scheduled loss in a way because they were. Granted, it was in L.A. It wasn't like it was far, but traveling still. They have to get on a plane, yep. travel back to San Jose, and then you're playing a game the next night against the best players in the world, McDavid and Dreisaitl. So tough, tough situation to be in. Magnus Corona, the poor guy, uh, his family was in town and in, in town, in the country from, from Sweden. I think he's Swedish. I could be wrong. Someone, <laughs> someone could fact check that. Someone's going to fact check. Yeah. He told her. Um, they're in town for Christmas and the new year's and they're hanging out and they're like, Oh, you're going to get your first NHL start. This is great. We're going to go to the game. And uh, they, they as in the entire sharks, not just Magnus, I don't some of those goals. I think the first goal that he gave up kind of probably should have had a better chance. It was a good shot. Okay. Not he got beat that one. The other three, he didn't really have a chance on. Just four goals in the first period. And he ends up getting the hook. So the poor guy only got 20 minutes of action in front of his family. Yeah. And his other NHL action was put in 
and relief situation. And that was in that game where they had 10 goals against, and he still got four or five goals against. So his his goals against average is not not off to a good start. I mean, both times he's played in the NHL for the Sharks, they just didn't show up for him. So it is kind of difficult to pin this one on the goaltending. Yeah. But um, I don't know, man. Like, did did it really matter? Did it really matter that Magnus Cronin was in net? I mean, I guess Capo came in and he only had one scored against him. But uh, if if he had simply started the game on a back-to-back would, would they have fared any better? Uh, that's tough because they're going to Colorado and they weren't sure if Blackwood is going to be back in time right. either. So then you're really going to put too much stress on, too much stress on Kakin into um, three games in, what, four nights? That's mm-hmm. that's pretty rough. And one of those in altitude, not much recovery time. Um, yeah, poor Corona, he ended up with 6 6 7 save percentage. Uh, that's brutal. That's brutal. Four goals on 12 shots. Um yeah, you can't really pin the goalies. In fact, look at the plus minus here. Burrows and Ferrar. Burrows, I don't, my plus minus isn't a great stat. Right. But it's, it is telling a little bit. Burrows was minus five. He was on for every single goal here for Edmonton. And then Ferrar was minus four. Uh, the other one was a Hoichuk, minus one. The rest of the defensemen, even. So they were on the ice. Those three were on the ice for every goal by Edmonton. Just can't get it done. Can't get it done. Wow. It's um brutal, man. And that's crazy. Um, and when we'll talk about some of the defense that happens, uh, or, or some of the defenders, rather, in the Colorado game, because there was an event there. Yeah. But you had talked about uh, Burroughs. Burroughs actually not in the Colorado game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and did they say why that was? I, I, I missed why he wasn't in that game. No, I didn't miss it. No, too. okay. I didn't see it. So it would have been it would have been interesting to know uh, what happened there. But the, so in the Colorado game now, I guess we'll go ahead and move Emerson on. Emerson came off of IR. He was on IR. Okay. So he that could have been like trying to get him into a game, and and Burles was at minus five. So they're like, <laughs> okay, I think uh, time for take take a take a seat, meet. Yeah, and you would think that if it, it's it's tough because if it's the goalie, if the goalie's having a rough go, right, then it should be any defenseman that's on the ice maybe picking up that minus uh, as the game's going on. But if it's consistently that one player, now again, plus minus, maybe not the best stat to look at. Right. Uh, and we've certainly acknowledged that. But um, when it's a minus five <laughs> and there's five goals scored, I think you could still look at that stat and, and pull some sort of narrative out of it, right? Yeah, at that point, Vlasic's like, really? Come on. <laughs> Come on, I could do that. Uh, Nick HBK is saying he's Swedish, by the way. Oh, I was so right. You, you nailed I was it. right. Well, yes. then, it was either Swedish or Swiss. You know how Aaron is with these right. ones. It's the same uh, thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. Uh, that's very offensive, I'm sure, for, for at least three people on the stream right now. Paul's very mad right now. No, not at all. <laughs> not you. The other Paul. Oh, okay, yeah. My friend Paul Nielsen, who's yeah, from... Who's- Swedishian, actually. Yes. Swedish and Egyptian. Are you sure he's not Swiss? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure on that one. <laughs> that would be the Swedish chef impersonation. Super situation right there. Um, so, yeah, let's go ahead and we can move on from the uh, the Edmonton game, I guess. Because unless there's anything else to say. but No, the Edmonton game was just brutal. That was yeah. another ugly game. And um, the Sharks just didn't seem like they wanted to be there at all. They were ready for New Year's. Which they still had another game to go. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what are, what are you ready for to Chris, go play in Colorado? Christmas hangover? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know how to excuse it. Yeah. Just not good. It was ugly. Ugly game. Well, like I said, uh, the, there was an interesting um, defenseman development, if you will, in Colorado. And it was uh, pretty much right away. Uh, Mario Ferraro gets hit by Nathan McKinnon and he goes down the tunnel mm-hmm. and does not return to the game. 
They end up saying he's out for the rest of the game with an upper body injury. We've talked about these ones before yeah. where it's upper body, lower body, or just body injury. It's a <laughs> mid. Did someone say mid There was a, a, such a thing as a <laughs> mid body injury. Ridiculous. I think one, one time they just flat out said it's a body injury, which I yeah. guess is good. It's not a mental health issue, I guess. Right. right? Okay. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, uh, Mario Ferraro goes out. And it's an interesting stat. Uh, Jan Ruta was one of the five defensemen that were left over. He's 33 years old. Correct. correct? Yeah. Everybody else in the lineup, which would be uh, Thrun, Emberson, Addison, and Ahoychuk, or mm-hmm. Ahoychuk. Yeah. I don't know some of you pronounce the K or not, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, him, um, those three guys, 23 years of age or younger. Yeah. Uh, four That's... out of the five available defensemen, just 23 years of age. I mean, if you don't have a, let's say one of those... One of those guys under 23 is a high-end draft pick, kind of like a, a blue yeah. blue chip prospect. Like Cal McCarr right? when he jumped in right. the that's, league. Yeah. That's different. Right. Outside of those, you should might maybe have one of these in your lineup <laughs> on a good team. And you're you're slowly bringing them in, getting some experience, maybe 10, 12 minutes, spending if they're like, maybe they're an offensive guy, they'll get some power play time or not. But you have four in the lineup <laughs> for the Sharks. Now, I... Play the young kids, right? Yeah. A lot of people want to see what the young guys could do and just let it play out. They're going to be terrible, but they're going to figure it out. Yes and no. Like, I, you're also playing against Colorado, a very, very highly <laughs> in talented in Colorado, very yeah. highly, highly talented offense that has, I don't want to say they sputtered, but they're not as dominant um, to shoot out the gate like they have been recently, mm-hmm. but they still won a cup two seasons ago, right? Is that what they want? It wasn't long ago, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Very recently. Yeah. So this is a team that is a Stanley Cup favorite. And with McKinnon, Rantanen, uh, McCarr, these guys are just world-class players. So mm-hmm. um, kudos to these guys. This game was actually a fun game. This was They were in it for, I would say, the majority of the game. This is the kind of game that I want to see from the Sharks. It's close. It could go either way. But at this point, or at that point, Play as best as you can against the best players in the world, and you lose, you lose, because you did what you could. I, that's how I felt out of this game. I, it wasn't so bad. Now, it sucks that Ferraro's going to be out. Yeah. I think he's going to miss some time. Um, if you look at it, he, it was shoulder to shoulder. Nothing dirty. Nothing dirty about no. the hit at all. But it could be a couple things. It could be dislocated his shoulder. He could have tore something in his shoulder, or he could have broken his clavicle bone right here from mm-hmm. getting hit from so quickly like that so um we don't know yet i don't think i don't think they've announced anything yet of what it, what it could be i do, I, upper do body. I do recall <laughs> in the replay um i think it was one of the announcers had said that there was a uh, knee contact on the inner thigh and that that could be it but obviously they said it's an upper body injury so that's definitely not what it was yeah so i think yeah absolutely it's something to do with the shoulder the clavicle whatever else it is something in that area um, how long that takes him, for him to recover obviously depends on you know, what exactly happened. And we don't have any uh, disclosure on what that might have been. Uh, as is as is normal in the NHL, they just tell you upper body injury and that's pretty much all you get. So um, I did, however, here, well, well, we'll we'll go on, on that topic in just a bit here. But um, so Thrun and Emerson actually got 20 something minutes of Thrun, ice time. Thrun was 25 and Emerson was 24 right behind him. That is absolutely yep. bonkers for for such young defensemen who are not again at that level that Kale McCarr or someone would mm. be. These are guys that are 
kind of, you know, hopefuls for the NHL and on a good team probably wouldn't even be on the roster. Right. So for these guys to step in and play that many minutes against the Colorado team in Colorado was pretty amazing. I think you have uh, some some quote or something from from David Quinn on these guys, if, if I recall. Yeah. So uh, this is uh, David Quinn talking about this is after the game. Their 20 minute plus efforts nights. He said, you're talking about two guys who, before the season started, had about eight games of NHL experience. Remember, they were both on two different teams last year, stuck in the, what's it called, the depth chart. They couldn't make the lineup, so mm-hmm. they were stuck in the NHL. Uh, and to throw them out there against this team and play the minutes they did against the players they did and hold up the way they really hold up the way they did really bodes well for us moving forward. I thought Henry was outstanding. He was really good against Edmonton. He's just playing a really smart game. He's a great kid. He's a bit he's a part of our future. We claimed Ty earlier in the year. He never played an NHL game and he started feeling his way early in the first few games. But when he got hit early in December, he might have been out. He might have been one of our top 2 defensemen. To come in and play the way he did after being out as long as he did was impressive. Thank you for uh that by the way, Shang Pen, I'm going to give you some credit there because he's the one that uh, that transcribed that after the game. We no longer have video clips from Which the is Sharks, a shame. yeah, because they're not yeah. taking them. Not like they're not they're giving us access to it, but they're not taking the video. So yeah. I, I couldn't get the video clip like I wanted. So to. I believe they they call that a hat tip, a hat tip right. to Shang yes. Pang. So thank, thank you, you Shang. Well done, buddy. Um, yeah, some some very inspiring words from from Coach Quinn on these two young players. Um, I, I, again, you know how I feel, guys. I like uh, Henry Thrun, Grand Admiral Thrun, if you right. will. I, I really like this guy. I think he's got a lot of promise for a future. Maybe not right now, but I'm really hoping in just a couple of short years here, uh, him getting an opportunity to continue playing with the big club, continue to grow, learn from some veterans. Hopefully we bring some guys in that can kind of help out as well. I know Jan Rude is there and certainly Mark Edward Vlasic and Mario Ferraro are good role models. Um, you know, long career from Vlasic. You can say what you want about his contract, but the guy was a staple in the NHL forever. And uh, it's, it's not another good guy to learn the ropes from. So uh, a good role model there. But yeah, hopefully uh, Henry Thrun just continues to do what he does and it just becomes, again, a mainstay on this roster, as I yeah. really hope and I really do think that he's got uh, some really good potential to be uh, one of the the main guys on this roster. Maybe not a, a top two, obviously, but I think one of those, four. yeah, one yeah. of those top four or depth type of guy that is just really reliable, mm-hmm. you know. So um, really looking forward to see his future. Now, Ty Emerson, um, now he, you said Coach Quinn had said that he was one of their top two. Uh, before he got injured earlier in the season. Uh, did you see him that way? I don't know that I, I saw him uh, as as one of those top defensemen on the team necessarily. Well, you could say he didn't stand out in a bad way Fair on enough. a very bad team. That kind of makes you stand out. It, granted, you're not the offensive defenseman that gets you, you know, it's not as flashy, so you're not going to mm-hmm. get as much attention. But um, at the same time, you're holding your own at a as a 23-year-old who's never played in the NHL. This is his first game. So he didn't play at all last year or, or before that. So um, to come in here and do that, and he was a third-round pick by Arizona back in 2018. So imagine giving up. I mean, I think he was traded. I'm not going to go through his whole history here. Right. But, um, yeah, he got claimed off of ra- waivers by the Sharks um, from the Rangers. So funny, it's from the Rangers, right? Because... Yeah. Quinn has some ties there. I'm yep. sure so does Greer. So um, probably saw something he liked and put a good word in. Exactly. <laughs> or he probably just knows like the system, like the people that are coming up in the system, yeah. like, you know, in the back of his head. He knows. Anyway, 
just speculating now. But anyway, um, great pickups by the Sharks. Another couple wins here by uh, Greer for picking up these two players. And uh, Emerson for free because he was waivers. And Thrun gave up a third round pick, I believe, to Anaheim. I, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, it was Anaheim for sure. Uh, yeah. I, I think it might have been a third, yeah. yeah. I'm sure Nick will jump in there and do, why don't you guys remember? <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> because I remember too many other trades from the decades of being a Sharks fan. It's just <laughs> too much knowledge in my brain. None of room. Wow. <laughs> He's humble, folks. Sorry, too he much, is humble. Too much useless knowledge <laughs> is what I meant to say. <laughs> too much useless knowledge in my head already. <laughs> Clarify. Um, before we move on with some of the other uh, the other things, we're talking about a little bit about the guys that are on the IR, and it's it's staggering. And I think is a good way to kind of segue into that. Um, I I did go to one of the practices recently. I wish I gave Super Producer Jason one of the images that I have. I should have done it. Dang, um, I know oh, you hear him in the background. Um, no, so we were at uh, Sharks Ice for a tournament from like Wednesday through like Saturday last for, week. No, this this week. Okay. Uh, this well, yeah, last week I guess. Right. So, um, <clears throat> and both my sons were playing in this tournament and everything. So uh, when it all was said and done, actually, my, my oldest, uh, his team ended up winning it. So Ooh, yay, go nice. 10A Cougars, yeah. rock and roll, baby. And the 10BB Cougars uh, did awesome, but they got knocked out by their older club, the A club, because the, the BBs and the A's had to play together. They didn't have enough teams. Yeah. So um, both of them did really awesome. But yes, the 10A's did win it. However, uh, where I was going with this was that uh, they, all the kids went to the Sharks practice afterwards because the Sharks were practicing. So it was cool. We had like all these Cougar players that were uh, huddled around watching the Sharks uh, doing their thing and seeing the speed and the size <laughs> and the aggression and the power. And it was like, you guys ready to play at this level? <laughs> you know. Uh, but so we were watching them practice and Logan Couture is out there uh. and he's participating like fully. Now he didn't yeah. dress up for the power play units because he's not going to be on the power play unit because he's not ready to play just yet. But everything else he was completely participating in. So it was very encouraging to see the captain out there doing his thing. Now, obviously, he's been on the IR for the entire season so far. And that is the perfect segue into the next topic here. Now, Aaron, uh, the Sharks have got a lot of guys on the IR. And uh, we had just said that, uh, oh, well, sorry, the, the stat basically for the Sharks is that they've, they've gone the entire season uh, and the only team that's gone the entire season without having a fully healthy roster at some point in the season. So kind of go through the guys that have been out. I know you've got this really cool graphic and everything else to put up. So uh, let the folks know uh, about the the Sharks and their injury reserve troubles. (laughs) Sure. I mean, people kind of know this that they've been paying attention and watch the Sharks, but 36 games played by the Sharks. Um, There's this cool graphic here that shows you how much – what is this? How many cap hit of the injured players here? The Sharks are number one at 7.1. I mean, most of that is Couture. That's mm-hmm. a $7 million. It's been out the whole time. But um, lost wins above replacements to 1.3. It's not drastic because the Sharks are so bad. We but weren't it is supposed win. to win anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, so, yeah, they're at the top here. San Jose, 190 man games lost. That means... If you take up however long, like Couture has been gone for all 36 games and then all the other guys, it ends up to 190. That is the most. Montreal is in second with 165. Wow. They do not count Carey Price in that. 
because um, he's on long time IR for Montreal. So that is not including Carey Price, in case people are wondering. Wow. Um, and they took out some other players as well uh, that are just kind of buried or retired, but still on the kind of books yeah. in a way, um, just so it doesn't skew the stats. Now, this other one is, I think, a little bit more interesting here. This is this other chart here. Um, it shows you the teams that have been healthy. So blue is good. Okay. Blue is good on this chart. Blue good. Orange and red are not good. If you look at San Jose, they're kind of, uh, what is that, <laughs> six from the top. Uh, it's orange the whole way through. It starts yeah. to get a little clear, beige. and then or beige, beige, and then it gets kind of more orange, yellow, beige, darker beige. I don't know. Um, now, interesting note, St. Louis is leading the league with the healthiest um, so H means everyone is fully healthy. You have nobody on HR on, on uh, HR on IR. Yeah. And uh, they only missed what? Three games, two games total with somebody on the IR. So they've been very healthy, um, completely contrasting what the San Jose Sharks have been doing. I mean, St. Louis, the Sharks have 7.06 on IR. That's I guess that's the average maybe. Okay. Um, St. Louis has a hundred and forty thousand dollars <laughs> on IR. That's how much money. Jeez. That's it. So, not excusing the Sharks. I'm not going to say they're going to be like a playoff team if yeah, all yeah. if they're healthy, but they're certainly not helping themselves <laughs> by being injured. Now, I'm not saying like they're being injured on purpose or anything, but um, also not excusing it in the same in the same way. Yeah. It, it's just it's a lot, and it adds up. And this is a roster that. If you're missing one or two guys, especially your key guys, it's not going to go well. Yeah. You don't really have a fighting chance. Let's say you're missing Mario Ferraro. Now you're relying on uh, four 23 and under year olds to, to man your blue line. So and your best defensive center is out, right? The leader, your captain is out. And your second defensive center. Don't forget. Yeah, Nico yeah. Sturm's been out. That's true. Uh, Matt Benning has also been out. Superstar. Right. Matt Benning, by the way. Giovanni Smith. Jacob McDonald is now on IR. By the way, Giovanni Smith was out during that practice. He was working hard too. So hopefully he's on the he mend and will be coming back. back soon enough. He was actually practicing uh, with Nico Sturm. The two of them, after the practice was over, they were out there working on some drills uh, with Coach Artem, who is actually uh, one of the coaches that uh, teaches the the kids, the, some of the Cougar kids, including nice. my son. He's awesome, by the way. So Coach Artem, if you happen to be watching, uh, you're awesome, and uh, <laughs> good luck with the re- rehabilitating those those couple players there. Um, I, I, they're in good hands for sure. So anyway, go ahead, fire away. Um, that's it. That's oh. all I got. That was, that was the end. We have we have fired away. We apparently. could do uh, let's do our roll call before we do the roll call. Oh. Super Tuesday, can you pull up the first chart from that with the ten million dollars and everything else? Because there was something interesting there that I saw. It's not the one with the blue H's and everything else. It was the the, the previous one. Uh, that one there. Yeah. So I thought this was really interesting. If you take a look. Yep. Um, so you said the, the losses, uh, the L war column, right? Yeah. Um, Loss <laughs> wins above replacement. Right. So, so 1.3, but $7 million is out. So it didn't really affect us at all because we're such a bad team. <laughs> but when you look at like Vegas again, yeah. 7 million, pretty much the same amount, uh, in terms of a uh, cap hit that's out, but th- it cost them what four four point three nine 4.39 games. That's wins. So the guys who are out, it tells you like the 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 um what's it called? I'm the saying word? it costs them that many wins. Four point three nine wins. Yes. So those games where they should have won, 
Four yes. Right. So that's what nine points or so in the standings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's real, right? That's that's a good chunk. So for for them to be missing a seven million dollar player is a big deal because their club is a decent club. Our club, yeah. it didn't really matter. Colorado's um, another one at three point oh six. Yeah, that's pretty high. Yeah, for, yeah. So I just thought I just thought that was interesting that <laughs> for the same amount of money, it's not the same amount of wins that you would be losing because when you're just such a bad team, it really doesn't matter how much money you're losing out on your you're missing from your roster. Yeah, you're you're probably not going to be playing that well anyway. So just thought that was interesting. Yay! Look at look at look at the screen. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, you wanted to do a roll call right now, and then we'll t- we'll talk about the next topic. Or yeah, let's do okay. it. Go ahead. What what is the roll call question? What were we gonna do? I don't know. Tell us uh, where you're watching from. It's always good. And I don't know, like a World Juniors thing, because we're gonna talk about World Juniors. Sure. World Juniors. Who are you watching? Who are you rooting for? Who you think's gonna win? One of those. How about that? Yeah. Just to give us give us whatever you want <laughs> on World Juniors. Give us your thoughts on World Juniors. You know, do you think the USA is gonna win? Do you think uh, Sweden is? Is the strongest I team. Sweden. Sweden's looking real strong yeah. right now. I'm surprised Canada isn't looking nearly as strong as I thought they were going to. Uh, I didn't think Canada was. Really? I can't. They have Celebrini, obviously. Right. But I think outside of him, that team was not strong. I mean, they're not terrible, but I don't think they were like dominant compared to Sweden. Sweden, I think, is more of the dominant team all around. Fair enough. Okay, well, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about world. Oh, hey, got you guys. Didn't see you were going live. Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year, Grand Eyes 12. Uh, yes, absolutely. I just forgot. Like today is January right. first. Today's actually it is New Year. Actually, have we ever had a show on New Year's Day? I don't know that we have. I don't think we have. I don't think we have. So this is this no. is the first for us. Uh, Malachi Nunes is the same thing. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you guys. Do appreciate. Oh, did you, Debbie uh, Smith? Hi everyone. Happy New Year. Yes. Of did course. you watch the the game today? The, the, game. Oh, the World Juniors game? No, 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 no. Oh, the oh, outdoor game. The, the Winter Classic? Yeah. Nah, no? Nah. I didn't watch that. That's okay. <laughs> I was That's just wondering right. you did. <laughs> I, I didn't want to watch Vegas. I didn't want to watch Seattle. Do you Vegas. know how it ended up? Uh, Do you know the I looked part? because of fantasy. Okay. So it was three nothing Seattle. Seattle. Okay. Yeah, they um, shut out Vegas. That makes me happy. Great. That right. makes me happy. So just, just hearing that here, mm-hmm. I'm happy. I see I didn't need to watch game. Yeah. I'm good. Thank you for the update. It's kind of a boring game. <laughs> Three nothing, like it kind of, yeah. Oh well. Um, Sharks prospects in the World Juniors again. We talked about this kind of uh, last episode in terms of the players and where they are. Uh, but we take a look at how they've been doing so far in the tournament. We look at Team USA. Will Smith, he's got himself in, in four games played. He's got himself two goals and an assist for three points. Not bad. I uh, was hoping for a lot more out of him, actually. I don't know if this is considered disappointing necessarily, but I feel like there are certainly other players on Team USA's roster yes. that have shown far brighter than uh, the fourth overall pick from last season, Will Smith, uh, Sharks' top prospect right now. So um, I, I kind of just want to get your reaction on just that alone. Uh, were you expecting more out of him, or is this kind of like, eh, who cares really? Uh, I don't want to say who cares? I mean, you always want to see your prospects kind of doing more than not doing anything. Right. So it kind of sucks that he's, he's only got three points, but you know, that team's pretty stacked. So I don't think they're not leaning on him, not compared to like celebrating yeah. leading Canada. Yeah, right. Yeah, he kind of yeah. has to, um, I don't think he has to be the guy there. So I don't know, man, I, I think he's still going to be a good player, but I don't think he's going to be, it just really sucks because I wish the Sharks got the top one of the top three 
in this last draft. Instead, they got fourth, which is Will Smith. So yeah. he's just going to be a good player. Now, think a good player, maybe down the line, think someone like maybe Logan Couture. I was going to say, Logan was picked, what, ninth? Ninth? Yeah. So similar to Logan. Logan is a great player. Yeah. He's not, it's not terrible. He's not a bad player. He's been an all-star. He's been an all-star maybe once or twice. Yeah. That could be like Will Smith. He's not going to be... Fantilli, who's going to be probably making all-star games like throughout his Regularly, career, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it's a, there's a different tier of player. So he's going to be good, just not dominant good. Um, so that's what I'm expecting. Now I'm hoping, now if they get Celebrini in the drafts, the Sharks, they will be set because Will Smith could be the second line, future yeah. second line center, and then you have Celebrini in the first. So that, mm-hmm. that would be just... That would be dominant. That that kind of gets me more excited about the future of the shark if that were to happen, you know. But um, that's why I'm not so mad about Will Smith being not dominant. Just like okay, it's that's what it is. That's fine. Dealing with it. So so the uh, let me get this straight though, because pretty much the entire time we've been talking about Celebrini, you've been going, don't get no fans should be getting their hopes up. No, I know, but <laughs> my you understand my point. Like I'm not expecting Will Smith to be the answer. Yes, for the Sharks. Okay, um, he will be one of the many answers. Okay. Not kind of like Eklund. Eklund is yeah going to be a great player. He's just not going to be dominating the league and leading the league at any, at any point. Or at any time in their career. You know? I, I tend to agree with you. However, I will say I am very pleasantly surprised with his dominance with the puck. And even without the Wait, puck. Wait, who are you actually, talking about? Eklund. Oh, yeah. I'm very pleasantly surprised at, at such a young age uh, how much he's developed, how much he's grown. What do they call him? Slick? Uh, slip repeat. Slip repeat. <laughs> slick. Slick Rick. Slick. They call him. <laughs> Sorry, I, I mean, his name's not Pete either, yeah, right? So right. that's whatever. Anyway, um, yeah. So for me with Will Smith, you know, um, again, he's not even on the roster yet. So let's not freak out, right? He's playing in the World Juniors. He's doing yeah. okay, uh, just under a point per game so far. Hopefully he gets a little bit more um, as the tournament goes on. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But it is kind of disappointing, again, to have a guy that was picked so high up uh, not being in the conversation as one of the best players on that team. So again, we'll just have to continue to watch and continue to check and see how he's doing. Um, but another guy on that roster who's having a pretty decent run as well, uh, Eric Polkamp. And he's a defenseman, but he's got one goal and two assists mm-hmm. for three points in those four games. So uh, another Shark defenseman who's looking pretty promising at a very young age. I don't think we want to bring him in anytime soon because we've no. got our, our already a whole bunch of uh, barely 23-year-olds on the team. <laughs> so uh, I think we'll let him grow just a little bit more before we even consider that, right? Yeah, there we go. There's Eric Polkamp. I don't think he'll here. be uh, – he'll probably stay in college uh, Yeah, maybe another year. Yeah. There's no rush for him. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Oh, we got some stats. Yeah, here we go. Too. Here's some stats. Oh, the whole thing. Look at that. All right. Well, we'll just keep going. Uh, Jake Furlong uh, for Team Canada. I'm skipping around a little bit here. But Jake Furlong for Team Canada, uh, he has four games played, and he was a plus four, again, plus minus. Not exactly the best at, but uh, that seems to be all he's been able to do is just stay on the uh, the better end of the puck going in while he's on the ice, which is good. No problems there. Uh, I'm happy with that. Uh, taking a look at Team Sweden, uh, Beastead 
four games played, three goals, one assist for four points. And Havlid, the defenseman, one goal, three assists for four points. It's pretty funny. Beastead is fun to watch. He is, uh, I mean, the first syllable of his name, Beast, absolutely. <laughs> the dude is absolutely tearing it up. Um, I've been I've been very happy watching him now. It's, it's funny because he's only got one more goal than Will Smith does. Right. And it seems like, you know, singing his praises over Will Smith. But uh, certainly... He's looked very good, very dominant, and that one timer is is uh, pretty, yeah, pretty amazing, yeah. And I think He's, it was it was uh, what's his name, Havlid, who set him up a couple times yeah, for that yeah. one timer too. Beast said it's fun to watch because he's easy to watch because he's the largest guy in the ice usually. <laughs> so it's it's easy to find him, and you're like, oh, there he is. Yep. And he's very good for how big he is, yeah. uh, for how quick he is, because he's so large. It's just kind of weird and and helps him dominate away in a way like over these these younger you're even younger just yeah. smaller smaller guys um the last guy here is Houghton. oh baby oh man go ahead uh four <laughs> games played he's got the most points out of any of the shark yeah. prospects in this tournament right now three goals three assists for six points he is finding his groove. Now, the first time I watched him play, uh, I, I didn't hear his name a whole heck of a lot, but it seems like whatever he's doing, it's working now. So I think he's kind of found his groove. And looking forward to this guy uh, really kind of breaking into the whole like prospects camp, the yeah. training camp, right? All that stuff. I, I can't wait to see this guy come come and play. So um, a very exciting Sharks prospect for me. Uh, sneaky Pete. Slippery. Slippery Pete? Slippery. Grandizer Pete. said Sneaky Pete. Oh, Grandizer. Chat. I think it's Slippery. We'll see. Uh, by the way, I don't know if, if we've been seeing chat. I haven't seen much in the chat. Do you want to call out some of the chat stuff? Because we were just asking about yeah. this. Hey, guys. Uh, no, I see Grandad just says sneaky. I don't I don't think it's sneaky. I think it's slippery. I don't know. Well, we guys are, we'll have to look that one up. Anyway, um, we were just talking about all these prospects and whatnot. So I, we asked you guys as part of the roll call to let us know what your thoughts are. Aaron, were there any good comments about uh, what people thought? There is. I'll, I'll get to a couple of those about okay. uh, World Juniors and some other stuff. So, uh, duh, T. D-A space T. Sweden versus Finland. Sweden had no answers for Kasper Houghton. He is physical and, in my opinion, most impactful player on the ice. He's fun to watch. I love that. Um, let's see. Zephyr 530 is in Camino, El Dorado County. Team USA all the way. We love that they're sporting their 1960 jerseys. Batman tees an upcoming World Cup during the Winter Classic today. Glad Vegas lost today also. Um, <laughs> I think we knew about the World Cup. They talked about it, uh, at least getting the groundwork laid to get it happen. I think during the GM meeting in October, I think is what, or November. I can't remember when they got together. But uh, that was kind of um, one of the talking points that they wanted to do at another World Cup. And again, it comes down to money, like it usually does. And more importantly, insurance. Like if a player in the NHL, like the NHL takes a break so that they can play this World Cup and they leave to go play for their country, and that player gets hurt, who's responsible for that injury? Yeah. For surgeries, whatever. So that's kind of where they always get hung up on, especially with Olympics, because Olympics are like, we don't want to spend the money. It's like, mm-hmm. well, then you're not going to get our players. Um, <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, sorry, I lost my spot here. Um, Drew O, I like how B said is played. He's made big plays on both sides of the game. D uh Dati again. B said and Havlet also looks solid. All areas to work on, but solid foundations. Um, and going back a little bit here, uh Colin C28. Does Gavanki get recalled if Mario is out for a while? You know, 
I, I probably not only because in that game we had five defensemen that were in. None of them were <laughs> Vlasic, and none of them were um, guy that got Brutal. minus five. No, oh uh, McDonald or uh, so you just named another guy McDonald. Oh my gosh. And then well, McDonald's on IR. Burroughs, um, Burroughs. I couldn't Burroughs. think of his name. Holy. Uh, yeah, anyway. I mean, we've got a lot of defensemen already, and I think as long as they're healthy. Now, there may be an IR in there somewhere, um, but as long as they're healthy, yeah, I don't I don't think so. I think they just kind of go with one of those guys and plug them into the lineup. I think Vlasic would come back in. Yeah. That would be my guess. Just because he's a little bit more defensive-minded, has some more experience, a lot more experience yeah. um, than bringing up yet another young guy to play and that's just it so, you know i i think if the, if those guys that were 22 and 23 years old were actually like 28 30 mm-hmm. right they had some veteran nhl experience they just weren't maybe like creaming the crop yeah sure then i could see bringing in a young guy that might be able to help out but you've got like more than half your defensive core is you know less than 20 under 24 years old I don't know that the right idea is to bring in another young guy necessarily who doesn't quite have the experience. Now, I would love to see both uh, Gavanke and Mook Madulin uh, getting a shot in the show uh, sometime this season. In fact, yeah. I would love to see that. I think that'll come later. Probably Once more players are dealt out. Yeah, I think we'll see that. We'll see them come up. That is a good point. I think we're, we're going to find out when uh, when the trade deadline comes around. Um, just if these guys are going to get the shot or not. And I think absolutely, you've got to give them a look. They're doing so great, at least right now. They're doing so great at the AHL level. Mm-hmm. Uh, why not give them a game here or there? You're not going to ruin their confidence by calling them up for a couple of games, even if they get smoked, <laughs> and you push them back down again. I don't think you're going to kill their confidence or anything, right? Um, you kill confidence when you put them in the show and you leave them there, and they're just constantly getting hammered night in, night out. But when you give them that cup of coffee... Right. I don't think it's going to it's going to hurt their confidence whatsoever. So, yeah, I would love to see sometime this season, uh, probably going to see it after the trade deadline, like I said, uh, them getting the opportunity to come in and show the Sharks and David Quinn and Mike Greer what they have to offer at the show. We're also going to see some of these guys that are finishing up college uh, in was that end of March, kind of early April. There's, There's usually a handful of games left in the season. They'll sign their contracts with Sharks and then. Uh, play a couple games um, we saw that well one of the best examples was uh uh kale mccarr coming mm-hmm. off of hobie baker win i believe and colorado avalanche were playing the sharks in the playoffs in the second yeah. rounds and they brought him in and they brought him in and he was a game changer because he wasn't there the first game he was obviously not the first series but first game or two he wasn't there and then he showed up and it was a completely different team yeah and that series went to seven games and that was like a holy cow, this team is going to be a good team in a couple of years once this kid is a little bit older and, and more mature. And like, he was already kind of there. So um, anyway, it's something like that. Now, Sharks aren't making playoffs, but um, <laughs> there could be some of these guys that are coming So there's in. no pressure. They're not going to make the playoffs, right? So there's no pressure. Right, but there. it's also Just- funny because those guys are coming in right off their NCAA season, right? Yeah. They're finishing college. They're in shape. They're ready to go. The speed is a little bit different. A, but they're lot, only getting, a lot bit different. But they're a only lot. getting about 10 games. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. Like, give or take a little bit. 10 games. Um, let's say they get like six to eight points in those 10 games. Everyone's going to be like, oh, my gosh, this, this guy's going to be a 50-point defenseman next season. Yeah. But then they play a full 82-game season. Uh-uh. It's not happening. At that point in their careers, yeah. they've never played that many games. I think um, the most anyone will play is usually about 60 
That's 20 game difference. That's a lot. Yeah. And they're spaced out a little bit more. So they're not so condensed like the NHL schedule. And you're up against college level athletes, not, you know, grown men who've been doing this for, you know, the majority of their lives and are bigger, faster, stronger in every single way. Right. I think one of the main things they always talk about is that the NHL, even even AHLers talking about the difference between AHL and the NHL. Uh, let alone college, right, is is the speed of the game. Not just uh, zero to 60 speed, but the fact that it, it, even with the puck. Quickness. The, it, it's, yeah, yeah. It, you've got a guy, you've got him dead to rights, and all of a sudden he's gone, yeah. right? And, and it has nothing to do with necessarily being, you know, the McDavid's, I believe, the fastest skater. No. But it's the quickness with which they can move and just disappear on you. Well, that and stick handling and, and just yep. decision making is yeah. so much quicker and, and harder. And, I mean, I, I deal with that in soccer, the same thing. Like mm-hmm. the difference between D1 and D2 in college, as I was in D2, was like the game speed. That's about it. Yeah. And even the pros, it's like, wow, like skill wise, we can hang with these guys, but the speed, the way that they make their decisions and how quick it is, it's like, it's unbelievably quick. It, it's like to them, they're playing in slow motion. <laughs> to us, it's like, oh my God, it's going so fast. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's interesting that you bring up soccer, actually, because we will be bringing up a soccer-related thing in just a moment. Are we done with the World Juniors talk and all that kind of things? Yes. All right, very good. Hey, guys, thanks again for giving us all of your your uh, comments for that, the the uh, the roll call and everything else. We appreciate that. Again, it's a lot more fun when you guys are in here talking it up with us. So uh, real quick, I want to plug uh, all of our socials and whatnot. If you guys can uh, check us out on all of the social media stuff that we have there, I think Super Jason's got a little button and he clicks for all that stuff. Um, also, if you'd like to support the show, feel free. Yeah, beep, beep, beep. Uh, feel free to go to uh, thefinfactor.com. As he's put down there, you can check out any of the stuff that we have for sale and the support the show link. Uh, it's got uh, hoodies, hats, water bottles, fanny packs. I think we're actually sold out of fanny packs, which is amazing. Wow. Thank you for selling us wow. a fanny, fanny pack. I would not have guessed. Do we have like two fanny packs? Is that Polos. why? Polos, sweatshirts. Keep going. What else do we have? Stickers. stickers. We have stickers, <laughs> yeah, for your toasters. We don't sell the toasters, but we just make them pretty. Um, and then if you'd like to support the show uh, other ways, you can do that with Super Chat Function or uh, as he's put down the bottom of the screen, you can tip us on Venmo at the Fin Factor. Anything you put into uh, either one of those in terms of a comment, we will read it out, even if it's a GIF and it's like cat rolling with a raw set. What was that thing last time? Something about a hippopotamus, I think. Oh, yeah. It was goofy. It was describing it was, the gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you want to do that, we will read it out in the most awkward fashion humanly possible. Uh, so there you go. Thank you got you a so couple questions here. Paul and Aaron, this is from Grandizer. Do you think the Sharks' mini win streak in December was a fluke, or do you think we'll see that again this year? I think we see it again. I think we see it. A win streak. I'm not going to say like a 10 game win streak, but I think they'll string together some some games. They'll get three or four. Like some guys will come back healthy. The yeah. lineup would be good. Like especially when Couture comes back, I think they can get like three games, three game win streaks going. R- remind me when the trade deadline is. March. If we're going to get a win streak going on. February. I mean, it could be the end of January into say, February. Like they'll get some. Going. If we get a win streak going on, it's going to be one of those. I'm really trying to show other teams that they want me. Uh, to trade for me so I have an opportunity to play. So there's going to be some guys who are basically going to be UFA or who are just looking to get out who probably explode a little bit statistically. And uh, those guys are, it's kind of like a contract year, right? Is it when you, when you plan in a contract year and you, your, your stats all of a sudden take a nice little jump, right? It's, it's interesting how that works out. I think when, when these guys are looking to um, finally show those last little bits of teams that, hey, 
you want me on your roster for your cup run. I think we'll see a little bit of a bump. Now you might see uh, a little bit of a run there, but otherwise, yeah, I, I, there's no reason to think this team should be going on any sort of a win streak, any sort of a run. I mean, we're on a what eight games in a row now, I think. Yeah. Of losses. Yeah. Come on, guys. If it if it happens, it happens. Great, but realistically, I think I, I still think it'll happen. I don't. They're not going to go on eight game, lose, right. ten game losing streaks all the time. They're going to ride the ship. It'll pie, come back. Pie to the face. Pie to the face. <laughs> oh, oh. Is he, 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 he wants to know if you want to bet uh, on it. I think it's uh, uh, <laughs> what a three game win streak. <laughs> a three. So I mean, I, at some point this season they'll have another three game win streak. You think so? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. I, and, and I'm curious actually for you guys if you could put it in the chat real quick because we're we're coming close to the end of the show. So I just I want you guys to write this in here <laughs> and then we'll address it later on. Do you think? that the Sharks are going to go on at least a three-game win streak at least one more time before the season ends. I don't know. Honestly, man, I'm not I'm not feeling it. I don't think that they will. A, a three-game win streak how is... How many guys are injured right now? I, exactly. Yeah, they're going to come back. They're not going to be out all season. They'll come back, and they'll be rusty, and other guys will get oh, traded. Lord, ridiculous. And I just don't think it's... I don't think it's in the cards. You're ridiculous. I, I, I could be. I could be ridiculous. We'll find out uh, as the season goes on. Another question here yeah. from Crichton09. Do you think we'll see Musty up for a few games towards the end of the season? Oh, I hope so. Yes, I do too. I hope so. Uh, he's in the OHL and they finish, I think, same kind of the same as the NCAA. They'll finish up before the season ends. And he already signed his contract. Yeah. He signed before the season started. So um, it's funny about those contracts. He, because he's under 20, he can't play. He could play in the NHL, so he could play for the Sharks right now. But he can't play for the AHL. He has to go back to his junior hockey team. Because they're kind of like the NCAA for basketball terms, where the players were leaving and just jumping straight to the NBA. They were just foregoing college and just going straight in. And the NCAA was like, well, we want those stars in our yeah. league, kind of, like, to get some revenue and all that. So that's all they care about. I hate the NCAA. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> um, and uh, they uh, – so they made a rule that they have to play one year of college, which is just a joke. So it's kind of a similar thing. The OHL is like, you're poaching all of our stars because all these guys are really great. And it's good for the league, for the revenue, and yeah. selling tickets and everywhere they go. So they want to hold on to them as best they can. Now, if they're ready for the NHL, it's a different story. Sure, they can go, but – uh, they're not allowed to go to the AHL. Um, they have to report back to their junior team. Mm-hmm. So that's once their junior team, their season is over, then they can go to the Sharks. And now I don't know. I can't remember. I think Musty would be eligible for that slide rule, right? Where they could um, they could slide the nine games. They could yeah. play the nine games and slide. Um, and I just saw Debbie's, Debbie's comment. If they win seven plus, I'll bake you guys some cookies. That's impressive. That That would be... Yeah. Now I'm kind of rooting for the seven games. Yeah. There you go. Kind of rooting. Like I don't cookies. think it's going to happen. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. But hey, Debbie, I appreciate the the thought at least. So thanks for that. I think maybe maybe you put that up there because you know it's not going to happen. You don't have to bake us any cookies, though. <laughs> so just saying. Again, optimistic is great. But great. What else is realistic? Throw perhaps? in the comments now. Like, what are they going to do for a seven-plus game win streak? <laughs> Doesn't matter. You can say anything. It's not going to happen. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, you know, for for all of the uh, talk we had about all these guys that are in the World Juniors, definitely uh, Musty is one of those guys that uh, we're leaving out. So let's see. Live in-person shows are so much better. Thank you all for bringing it back. Love tuning in every week. I'm the Beat Plug 831. Thank you so much for that comment, man. I appreciate that. I really do. Um, this is... I mean, honestly, this is kind of why we we do it live like this is because it's it is a lot more fun. And when you guys get involved in it, it's it's definitely a good time for us as well. So thank you guys for being a part of it. Absolutely. hundred percent. Appreciate you on that one. Um, but yes, I think. Oh, she says what? Debbie's, Debbie wants to know why I don't think that they're going to get a seven game win streak. I think it's obvious, Debbie, why I think that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I think, you know, um, Musty definitely uh, was a very exciting prospect um, from all of the, uh, the the preseason activities that we saw and whatnot. Yes. So I'm very much looking forward to, to him uh, and his development. And you take a look at where the Sharks were uh, just a couple years ago in terms of prospects and and all that jazz. And I understand you, know, you take a look at our um, our current roster. You take a look at our record for the last couple seasons. You know the fact that we have not been a good team, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you have to take a look at what GM Mike Greer has done with what he's had to work with, which wasn't much. <laughs> Honestly, was not See, much. How many contracts did he have to get out exactly. of just to get into a spot where he can be? And and it was dependent. unpopular to move Burns. It was unpopular yeah. to move Meyer. It was probably well, it was probably very popular to move Eric Carlson. <laughs> I'm just saying. But more of the returns yes. that they got were unpopular. Exactly. From a lot of people. But you take a look at what he's been able to do with the assets that he got back and we're talking about six guys at world juniors who are playing well right and they're not Mm -hmm. all going to be top three draft picks or whatever right none of them actually are so for any of these guys to maybe pan out for the san jose sharks uh, in the future and we didn't even include musty because he wasn't in world juniors right that that's a lot of players that's seven players right there that we're talking about that have a legitimate chance at being nhl players maybe not superstars but certainly NHL caliber seven. players. Six. Six plus Musty. Oh, 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 yeah. That's seven. Yeah. Sorry. I can do, I can do math. I didn't know you're including him. I, I just would have said seven right there. Yeah. So anyway, um, certainly, uh, and that's, that's not even counting the draft picks that we will have this coming season, uh, or this coming off season, I should say. Mm. So there is a lot of promise for the future for the San Jose Sharks. And like I said, it's a great time to get in and be a fan. Uh, no one's going to uh, say that you were a bandwagoner if you're jumping in now when the Sharks are at their absolute worst. It's the reverse bandwagon. It is. Because yeah. they're so bad. Everyone's <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to jump on the bad team. So that way, and they're good, they could say I've been a team or a fan. For it's so it's like you're jumping onto the rope that's hanging off the back of the bandwagon, just rocks and dirt hitting you in the face as you're sliding yeah. along, yeah, there you go. right? That's yeah. what it is. So the, you're a rope bandwagon fan. I don't know, I'm making it my own terms again. Last week I had the tricycle in the semi and it worked out. That was a good analogy. I don't though? care what you say. Did it? It did. I, I mean, I listened to it and I liked it. So at least one plus one. <laughs> <laughs> Two oh and one with a shootout shutout. Shootout shutout loss is as close as we'll get to a three game dub streak. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, no. I don't know. I don't even think. I don't even think we'll get there, buddy. I honestly, Farscape, whatever that name was that you just pull off screen. I don't think uh, we even get there. So I, I don't know. Uh, Grand Desert Twelve says Paul and Aaron. I don't think Sharks will do another win streak. Kind of upset that this team didn't build on that momentum. I don't know if that was coaching or the players or something else. Um, or or what? What that made the just, then slide back to reality? Honestly. 
it's like part of it is injuries. You yeah. lose some guys in your lineup. That chemistry's gone. I mean, Sturm's been out for a while now, yeah. and he's been anchoring that fourth line mostly. Uh, sometimes the third line. Yeah. Um, again, Couture's not there, but he wasn't part of that win streak. But some of those other guys, it just you lose your momentum because things change, and you're also, you know, your team is not good. Yeah. And other teams are very good, so they're going to come in and, and beat you down, and you're going to lose, and then you kind of mentally. It's hard to break out of that losing mentality. They're on an eight-game losing streak right now. Yeah. It's very hard to get out of it. So a lot, a lot of hockey has to do with mental, mental stuff. I mean, yes, it's obviously physical, Absolutely. but but a lot of it is mental and the skill. And even when we talked about the speed, the skill and the speed are relatively equal across the board on most teams. Um, you're going to have your standout players, your all-star, superstar guys that will be game changers, but. For the most part, it's a mental game. It's a game of mental mistakes and trying to minimize the amount of mental mistakes in order to win. And when you have a very young team that doesn't have a lot of NHL experience, especially in the defenseman department, yeah. uh, it's not going to go well. So I think that's a big part of why things kind of switch back to the losing mentality. It's it's hard to get out of. It's hard to break habits, bad habits, and create new good habits. Um, and that's what David Quinn is trying to do. So there's not like one thing there's not there's not one thing that you can change that would just all of a sudden the sharks would be a much different team you can't just take the coach out and put a new one in there that won't do it you can't just switch out one or two guys that's not going to do it it's it's a much more than that so um sorry grandizer i don't really have a full answer for you i think that was pretty full that sounded pretty full to me so that's pretty good but uh yeah like you said it's you know, there's there's the mental side, there's there's the youth side of it. But then there's also even the veterans. Some of the veterans are maybe, again, just not that high caliber player. And they're going to have less consistent days and less consistent games. Maybe things lined up for those, you know, that that win streak that we had. Maybe mm-hmm. things lined up with everybody and, and the young guys are feeling confident and energized and ready to rock. But as we had just talked about, a lot of these younger guys haven't gone through the type of NHL schedule uh, the grind. And so for them to go through that, yeah, we got some wins. Great. They're worn down. Right. Uh, so that could be a big part of it, too. So uh, as much as it is mental, we we also said it, there's a lot of the physical stuff. Some of that physical stuff is literally just I'm drained. Right. Yeah. I'm just drained. It's not that I can't physically out battle this guy. It's that I'm just physically drained because I haven't had to go through an 82 game schedule against grown men before. And this is very difficult. So um, yeah, that, that could certainly just be a part of it. But uh, if, if I'm a Sharks fan and we go back to how do you go to, about watching Sharks games, I'm not watching Sharks games thinking, gosh, I can't wait to see that three or seven game win streak so I can get cookies from Debbie. <laughs> That's not what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking, again, I'm looking at the prospects and their growth. Again, for me, this season, William Eklund has been the mm-hmm. diamond, the shining star, like the reason to watch these games to see what he I does. I think Thrun's another one. Thrun's great. another exciting one to watch him um, do well and, yeah. and grow his game and, and become more of a not like playing so well that they can't send him down anymore. Like he's eligible to get sent yeah. down without getting, well, he has not the clear Way waivers, exempt. right? Yeah. So that would be probably the first guy up to go down as soon as some guys come off of injuries. But you play well enough, you're going to stick in the lineup. Kind of like Vlasic did when he first started in the NHL. He stuck on the team because he was playing so well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where Thrun could really, what he's doing right now, I think is great. He needs to just keep it going, string it together, some more better games or or not so terrible games yeah. and stay consistent. And I think that'll be key for him. 
but it's exciting to watch. Pick a pick a young guy, yeah, and and watch him. Zadine is another one that I'm I'm just rooting for. I want to see him succeed. He always gets a lot of chances every night. He just doesn't yeah. bear it. He missed one the other night, a wide open chance, just stuff like that. Where I want to see them succeed. Granted, they might some of these guys might not even be on the Sharks in a couple of seasons. Like Ferraro could be traded, but you want to see them succeed, and and it's it's easier to do that than it is to go. Man, I want to watch the Sharks win tonight because that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> um, before we get on to the upcoming games for the week, you just brought up Mario Ferraro and the possibility of him getting traded. And I do want to ask, uh, I want to ask you guys, actually, if you could put your your thoughts and comments in there about Mario Ferraro getting traded. Um, is this something that you'd be okay with at, at this point? Um, Aaron, Mario Ferraro, for me, again, one of those guys that he has the engine. But you said before, that you wouldn't necessarily be overly uh, upset to see Mario uh, leave in the past, uh, get moved out. No, I mean, I don't really get upset when anyone gets traded. Because yeah. to me, when, you, when you're at that level and you're in the NHL, like there's no league past that. There's nothing past that. You're in the NHL. You don't care what team you're playing on. You are employed playing a child's game and getting paid handsomely for it. You don't care what's on your jersey. I'm not kidding. Like you yeah. just you you, have to call it's it a, a job game though. But it's a job. It's a job. You have a job and that is your job is to play in the NHL. Yes. It's not your job to play for the Sharks. It's not yes. your job to play for whatever team you want. It's you get to stick in the NHL. And I'm, I'm not talking the superstar players like John Tavares when he got to choose where he wanted to go and all these teams right. supporting him. That's very different. I'm talking about the everyday journeyman who's just making it and working their tail off to yeah. get into the NHL. They don't care what team they're on. They want to get ice time. They want to stay in the NHL as long as they can. Make as much money as they can, sure. But And they do want to win. I'm not saying they don't. Like, yeah. yeah, they want to win a cup and they want to get their name on the cup and have all the glory. But these guys don't have loyalty to teams. That, so going back to the trades, I'm excited for guys to get traded so that they can continue playing in the NHL, play for another team. That's great. I love seeing Brent Burns succeed. In Carolina, I'm mm-hmm. not rooting against him. Mm-hmm. I love seeing Pavelski. I'm granted Pavelski wasn't traded, but I love seeing former Sharks players succeeding and still playing the NHL because yeah. to me that validates that the Sharks were right. This guy was a good player yeah. because he's still playing in the NHL for somebody else. Now you see him get they trade somebody else, and the team is like, uh, we don't want this guy, we're gonna bury him in the minors because he's just not good, and then he's out of the league. It's kind of like, uh, well, yeah. I guess we fleeced you on that trade, but it's it's. I'm excited to see these guys keep playing, and I don't mind Ferraro getting traded. Granted, I want a decent return coming back to the Sharks for that trade, but I don't. It won't make me sad. It'll make me happy. I look at it very differently than I guess most people, most fans, I guess. Yeah, I think most fans would think that there's a much more loyalty aspect to it, and I think. Um, it's not so much a loyalty as it is uh, just being comfortable that if this is the team that drafted you, uh, you you set up your life in in that city, especially if you've been you you stayed there for a few years, right? And they're they're not so much loyal to the team as it is that they're just comfortable where they are, and it's a hassle to have to try to pick up and move and all that. So when you get like a, a team discount from a player that's been in your roster for a while, that's usually a, probably a big part of it is that it's just easier for me to not have to pack up and move. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think there there are some players where there's some loyalty involved in the franchise, but I don't think it's such a driving force 
as a fan staying loyal to a team because obviously you live in that city. That that is your city. That is your team, right? Yeah. Even when you move, it's still your city and still your team because I'm loyal, right? I'm a loyal fan. The players aren't like that, right? No. It's 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 not in the same way. Do you remember Joe Thornton when he got traded to the Sharks? He had just got he just signed a contract with Boston, bought its new house or apartment or something, and then gets a call a month in the season saying you're traded. It's like what? Yeah. Like. You're this. He was this young player at the time. Is I think it was his first big contract, maybe a second, and thinking I'm going to be a Bruin the rest of my life. Yeah. And then boom, your life gets completely uplifted by a trade. So why would the players be loyal to a team yeah. when they could get traded at any second? They could get a call today. The only time they can't get a call is at Christmas time because there's a freeze. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's it. So it there's no loyalty for players to teams just because the same way that there's no loyalty from teams to players for the most part. Having said all that, I think just getting back to what I, would I be upset to have Mario Ferraro uh, leave the team um, in some sense? Yes, because I think he is a, a great player, right? I think he's, uh, he was second in the league, I think in block shots now. <laughs> well, so, they give up a lot of shots. Well, they give yeah. up a lot, but still the <laughs> but guy, yes. the guy is using himself as, you know, a, a human wall he's for like, any goaltender that he's playing in front of. It doesn't matter if they have the most shots against, he's getting in front of the puck, right? Yeah. He's well, deliberately throwing his body in front of that. What was that movie? Uh, Enforcer with Sean Williams got. Okay. You ever saw it? I don't recall. I can't remember what it's called in Force. I can't remember what it's called now. The Doug Glatt movie? Yeah. Right. The Goon. The Goon. Yeah. Thank you, Goon. Yeah. Enforcer. God, I'm terrible. Goon. <laughs> All I think about is him just blocking the shot on the goal line with his face. And just like when I think of Ferrara, like <laughs> he just gives everything he's got, right? Yeah. And it's just bloody. And like, why wouldn't you want that on your team? Right. right. Yeah, so absolutely. absolutely, yes, I would be like, oh man, that sucks. Mario Ferrara's gone, right? If they had to trade him. However, I'm also fully aware that we just got done talking about pole camp. Mm-hmm. We just got done talking about Havlid. We got done talking about Furlong. Mm-hmm. We got done talking about Gavanke and Mook Madulin. And we have Thrun who's coming up. We've got other guys on the roster currently that are 23 years old, right? I mean, there's a lot of young defensive talent. And if moving Mario Ferraro out means that one of those guys is going to get a shot a little bit earlier uh, and we get something in return for his efforts. I can't say I would be too upset. Now, I would absolutely 100% miss the leadership aspect, the, oh, yeah. the, the hard work, the hard skating. You can't replace that. I mean, you can't obviously if you have a guy that skates hard, but I'm just saying this is the, this is the type of thing that you want. This the is the type of thing that Mike Greer wants, the right? The intangibles of the leadership in the locker room. You can't really, yeah. you can't go out and replace that easily. You can, but it's not easy. You, you, this is a guy that was rest in peace, Joe Pavelski. <laughs> <laughs> He's not dead. I know, but I mean, in the locker room, I mean, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, right. Anyway, um, so there you go. Oh, Zinxie says the uh, wow, nice setup, guys. Oh yes, welcome to the set, Zinxie. Appreciate you. <laughs> um, yeah. So obviously, we've upgraded a little bit. We'll talk about upcoming games next here, but uh, we upgraded a little bit here. Super producer Jason doing some fun stuff with the, the TV here. We'll do some stuff down here as well. Uh, but certainly, uh, it's coming together a little bit more. And uh, Super producer Jason, last time we said that, uh, I mean, I said I was very happy with the set and I loved it, and he groaned. Uh, I don't know if you're feeling any better about the set today. Mm. Mm, he's uh, it, mm, It's better than uh, So I'm going to go with the, he, he's, he's liking it. So it'll, it'll get better it's uh, all right. as time goes on. It'll be. It's all right. It's, it's great. All right. It's, all right. it's going to get even better. Yeah. Not not just better. It'll be yeah. even better. 
What is it? It's a green screen. It's a green screen. Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> He's just throwing green screens up now. There you go. Um, okay. So moving on to the upcoming games for the week. Aaron, we've got, again, three games. Um, the first one here, Tuesday, that's tomorrow, against Detroit in San Jose. Yep. Yes. And then we have one on Thursday against Winnipeg. Winnipeg, uh, they were on a win streak last time we played them, if that's correct. Yeah, we beat them. And we, right. uh, yeah, we beat them. In fact, that was, I believe, the last win for the Sharks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this this will be the start of our seven-game win streak right here, right? That's... Oh, that's get so those cool. cookies ready, Debbie. I'm just saying. So sad. <laughs> so and then Saturday uh, again at home uh, in uh, against Toronto. It's a 4 yeah. p.m. game, early game. Yes, yeah. that one is the one when I was saying, "Hey, we're going to have something about soccer to talk about," because they will be giving away the Bay FC jersey, which Bay FC is the new uh, women's soccer team for this soccer league. Uh, right. Here in San Jose. So, uh, oh, Eric, he's got it on the, the, on the screen right there. So, that is what the uh, mock up of the like, jersey looks like. I like their logo. It's, it reminds Simple. me of like Brooklyn, like yeah. a Brooklyn B kind of mm-hmm. old school baseball Brooklyn. Oh, not the Dodgers. I don't like the Dodgers, but uh, <laughs> it, it's pretty cool and classy. And I think uh, it'll it'll last. Like, it's a good, a good thing that's not like a trendy thing you know okay. what i mean like it'll go out of style or something yeah i think that that'll be around for a while okay. so i'm excited and we were actually just looking at tickets last night to to possibly buy season tickets for this nice. but um we don't know when the game times are yet the schedule hasn't been released but they will be playing at the earthquake stadium uh which is paypal park in san jose it's right by the airport nice really cool stadium and i'm sure they're gonna be selling it out pretty well but i love seeing this kind of crossover stuff we've seen it now with the Warriors mm. this season, yes, right. Um, we've seen them do the Giants a long time ago. The Niners, I think everybody yeah. A's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think they've done Raiders though. Good. Yeah. Well, they're not going to now because they're not. They're not here anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Not, not gonna work anymore. <laughs> anyway, cool to see and uh, glad to see a soccer jersey for once. Yeah. yeah, and and I'm I'm told that uh, in in this league there will be. Uh, less to, to no flopping. Oh, God. Here we go. I'm just throwing it out there again because I know it bothers him. <laughs> In any case, uh, yeah, definitely check that game out. Uh, I, I think we'll be able to get uh, some of these, uh, maybe a, a couple, and we'll try to do a giveaway. In the same way that we are uh, going to do, and I'll grab one of these right now, uh, the giveaway for these bad boys. This was the holiday sweater jersey. So if you didn't see uh, this last time on the show, oops, there we go, straighten it out. If you didn't see us last time, this is uh, the jersey that was given away uh, during the the holidays there. And we have a couple of them, so we will be doing a giveaway for that. I don't know exactly when the details. We'll, we'll iron that one out and let you guys know. Or give us some of your ideas, what you think we should do for a giveaway. Or give us some ideas. How should we figure out how to do it? They're going to say give away the jersey and a $100 bill. So that's <laughs> a great idea from you guys. Cookies. <laughs> cookies. Debbie's cookies. Who makes the best cookies? Yeah. We will be judges. <laughs> you get a jersey. Okay. I'm on board. I like that. All right. Grandizer, uh, Malachi Nunez, uh, Noah Claxton, all you guys better start uh, baking quick because Debbie's got the, the the hand up on you guys right now. I could tell. So anyway, uh, office space reference. Yes. Thank you, Sean. You caught that. Well, it's not going to work here anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, <laughs> we've done that a few times on yeah, this show. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so definitely uh, if we're able to get some of those uh, Bay FC jerseys, uh, we'll have something for you guys with that one as well. Um, Aaron, 
Again, Tuesday, Detroit, Thursday, Winnipeg, Saturday, Toronto. What are you thinking? Is this the beginning of the seven-game win streak, or are we looking at uh, a few more losses? God, I hope it's not a few more losses. It's a few I don't know. Losses. It depends on Ferraro, really. That's going to be a killer if uh, if he's out of the lineup for a long time because I don't know who they're going to replace him with, at least not yet. Probably Vlasic would be my guess, getting back in the lineup. And hopefully he's been working away, so uh, he'll come back stronger than he has been. But uh, not looking good. Detroit's a good team, up and coming. They're kind of where the, I think the Sharks will be in two seasons from now, kind of on their way up with all their prospects and getting a couple of the veterans in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Evander, uh, Patrick Kane signed with them. So he'll be coming to the San Jose Arena again. And he's been playing pretty well too, which is scary. Yeah. It's kind of amazing actually because he's a guy, he had that hip surgery. And nobody, there's other players that have had that hip surgery and either retired right away because they couldn't play or they tried playing and couldn't and stopped and they weren't even close to what they used to be. Mm. And he is scoring some points now. So um, good for him. Again, going back to that, happy for people on their careers. Um, happy for Patrick Kane just so he doesn't score a million goals against the Sharks on this trip. Um, but yeah, that's Detroit. And then Winnipeg. I don't know, man. It's like the Sharks have their number for some reason. I don't know. Some teams are just like that. Like they just get under their skin. I don't know. And you know, it's it's funny because, I mean, obviously in professional sports, but even with with the kids and the, and the tournaments and everything that they've played and, and there's a team that team A beats team B and we beat team A. So it makes sense that we would beat team B. But then all of a sudden they just come out of nowhere. And I'm like, it's not it's not about just like, oh, if the, if the team that we beat beat the other team, then we should beat them. Right. It's not it's not like that. It's rock, paper, scissors. Right. It really is. It, it doesn't matter uh, how good the other team. It, it's how they play against you. And so Winnipeg, for whatever reason, maybe they just don't handle young, inexperienced players <laughs> as well as uh, as the veterans. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things like with like professional poker where guys are making moves that you wouldn't normally make because they're inexperienced. And so the guys that know what's going on are get completely thrown off of their game because they can't read the guy that is doing some wild, weird, crazy thing. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, for some reason, I think you're right. It seems like the Sharks, uh, at least the last time we played them, uh, had, a, had a nice win against them. Do you think that they repeat that performance for this game, though? Or do you think Winnipeg comes back and, and uh, takes the win? I don't know. I th- We'll see how Detroit game goes first. Okay. But I think... Um, I mean, eight-game losing streak. You get a couple days here. You can get a practice in at least. Mm. I think they're going to come out strong against Detroit. Um, I think they'll come out strong against Winnipeg. And I don't know. To me, I feel like they're going to be turning it around. But I'm just the forever optimist. So, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Also depends on who they're throwing in goal against the Sharks. A lot of teams put their backup goalies in. So, um and I also looked, none of these teams are coming off of uh, back-to-back. Toronto, I think, is the only team that is going to Anaheim after the Sharks game. So they're, it's the beginning of the back-to-back. Uh, yeah, so it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter for us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I we'll see what, what... So in that case, I bet Toronto plays their backup goalie. In fact, that could be, what, Martin Jones? I think he's on Toronto right now. Really? And uh, we'll have a Noah Gregor watch if he <laughs> scores a goal against the San Jose Sharks. What will happen if Noah Gregor scores against the San Jose Tell Sharks? Tell you what, ball? before we even go and entertain that, why don't you go ahead and look up what uh, his goal total is uh, now. Noah Gregor? Yeah, Noah yeah. Gregor. See what his goal total is. Um, right. 
And while you're going through that, I'm going to go ahead and predict that the Sharks pick up no points again this week. I'm sorry. Um, I just I just don't see it. Again, Mario Ferraro being out, if we're really saying that Mario Ferraro is the glue that that keeps this team from uh, not taking an L uh, and he's out, I don't know. I just don't see it. So, um, yeah, you could bring in Marco Vlasic. Frankly, he hasn't had a season. He's probably one of the worst seasons he's had so far, right? Uh, Burroughs, I'm not even sure if Burroughs, if he was just a scratch in that sit or if he's on the IR. I don't even remember if he is or not. I know Benning is. Uh, but uh, Burroughs, you throw him back in. The last game that we talked about with him was with the minus five that he had, and he got benched. So I don't know. I don't know who you throw in uh, that could possibly do the job that Mario Ferraro has. And even when Mario was playing, we're still losing games. So I, I don't know. I just don't see it. And everybody else, like I said, on the blue line, other than um, the, you know, the 33-year-old uh, Jan Ruda is very, very young. So they could be running out of steam too. Again, the grind may be hitting them. So I just don't know. I just don't see it. I don't see it happening. And uh, un- unless there's some sort of a shakeup on the defensive side and, and some guy comes out of nowhere, like the AHL, let's say they bring up Gavanke, right? If they And then he sparks him for some reason. Or Mook Madillon, they he sparks him for some reason. Okay, fine. But other than that, I'm just, I'm, with the roster we've already seen, there's nothing here that makes me think, oh, we should take Mario Ferraro out and then we'll get a win. <laughs> you know? Right. No, I agree. That's how I see it. I was also wrong with the schedule. Oh. Uh, Toronto is, and thank you, Peter St. John, that sparked me here. Um, it's home and home. So the Sharks are playing against Toronto this Saturday. Then they're flying to Toronto and playing them again. Oh. Back to back. So that'll be fun. And it was Winnipeg is the team that is playing Sharks on Thursday and then flying down to Anaheim and playing them Friday. So I was wrong. Um, But that means I bet the Sharks don't see Hellebuck playing against them. I think he's going to play against Anaheim because he'll probably play. They're playing Lightning. They're playing the Lightning on Tuesday. Then they'll play the Sharks. Then they'll play Anaheim. So I bet they go Hellebuck on Tuesday and Friday. Um so that to me gives the Sharks possibly a chance, a better chance, yeah, of winning. Um, then Toronto, they have some rest there, so they're probably going to play, you know, whoever they. Play. I'm going to be honest with you though. I think it, we we've already seen the amount of shots that the Sharks have been able to put on consistently, and it is consistently lower than the competition. Uh, this the the goaltender will matter if yeah. you can get to him. If you can't even get to him, it doesn't matter. You can put you in net. Right, right, yeah, right. <laughs> What's crazy, the Toronto Maple just... Leafs still only have 10 <laughs> regulation wins. Who? The, the Maple Leafs only have 10 regulation wins. They're higher in the standings because they keep going to overtime. Yeah, yeah. But 10 regulation wins. Just for reference, the Sharks have seven. <laughs> they're, they're not much better than yeah. the Sharks. So the Sharks could push them here. That's why I'm a little more optimistic. Okay. And I love seeing Toronto fail. I just absolutely <laughs> love it, especially on the national stage in Canada. Like, they, oh, I mean, my guess is they're going to be, because it's 4 p.m. game, yeah. I bet that's because they're Hockey Night in Canada and they're showing that game first and then they'll have a game after that. I bet they're the first game. That would okay. be my guess. I don't know. I don't know. that. I didn't look up the schedule for Canada, but. That's usually what happens when Toronto comes in here. They, they're showcased as uh, Hockey Night in Canada, which yeah. messes up the game times. It's not a 7.30 start. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I don't, were there any other comments regarding uh, what people thought in terms of the, the win streak or about how the uh, upcoming games were going to go? Anything you want to call out specifically? No, we got one from Isaiah Wynn saying, I would love to see an episode touch on what next year 
years, year after roster might look like. We'll probably do that after the trade deadline because yeah. we'll know more pieces by then. Yeah. Um, so that'll probably come later in the season. But yes, that's a great idea. Uh, we're also going to try and get some more people in here uh, for interviews probably in the next month or two. So we're starting to line that up now that we have a physical space to interview them and not in the void of green screens that we've been in for years. I actually reached out to one of our favorite reporters and, mm. and he's uh, very interested in sitting right there. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, yeah. So it should be, uh, should be fun. I can't wait for the, for the season to kind of progress through and, and get this, the rest of this going uh, more to supervisions liking and having some more people <laughs> uh, in here on the show and, and having a lot more fun. So yeah, yeah stay tuned for all of that, obviously. Uh, any other last minute? No, no, you good. good. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, guys, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate all the comments that you guys have in there, uh, that, uh, you know, make the conversation a lot more fun. Aaron, I can sit here and talk to each other, but it's a lot more fun to include you guys. <laughs> uh, so, uh, th thank you for that. Uh, again, if you guys want to support the show, you can do that with the super chat function or with Vemo at the fin factor. Uh, you can also go to the finfactor.com, buy any of the merch that's there to support the show link. And any of that stuff obviously goes to supporting the show. So uh, if you'd like to do that and get something in return, that is the best place to do it. And of course, if you are not subscribed, I don't know why. Uh, we do this <laughs> show once a week. It's not like we're doing it once every day and just filling you guys up. So uh, when we go live, you'll know when we go live. Why are you shaking your head? Can you imagine doing a show every day on the Sharks? That would be nuts. Ugh. Yeah, that would be really hard to do. You'd, you'd run out of stuff to talk uh, about. Yeah, I think our shows would probably not be an hour and 20 long. Though. No, we it'd would be about 10 minutes. But it would be more off the rails, I think, than it is out. now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so yeah, uh, if you're not subscribed again, we only do the show like once a week, so, uh, we're not going to bombard you. We're just, uh, going to have a one, one therapy session a week for, right. for about an hour or yeah. so. And you guys are welcome to join. So there you go. Um, also Spotify, we're yes. trying to boost our numbers on Spotify since it's kind of relatively new. So let's, uh, we'll plug that a little bit. Find us on Spotify. Just type yeah. in the fin factor and we should pop right up and you'll find us absolutely okay well i think that is the end of the show again guys thank you so much for tuning in do appreciate you guys being here certainly looking forward to the rest of the season and i cannot wait until we have some really big news with trade deadline and all that stuff coming up but it is coming up fairly soon so we'll see well, in a couple months but still fairly <laughs> soon i think some trades will get done before the trade deadline yeah I mean, we'll, i'm we'll sure see something soon i think yeah you know anyway okay well, with all that said, uh, again, thank you guys so much for Super Producer Jason. I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. And we will see you guys next week. Next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, check out our other content, especially interviews. You can interact with us directly through social media at The Fin Factor and on Instagram at Fin Factor. And don't forget to join our live streams on YouTube. Visit our website at thefinfactor.com, where you'll find all of our episodes as videos or podcasts. You'll also find our exclusive merchandise to help support our show.